1: You're listening to Underground USA.
0: Welcome back to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. Please check out everything we do at undergroundusa.com sign up for the new Substack-based mail-out that gets our most recent products in your inbox when they happen. It's going to become increasingly more important as we get closer to the midterms and to the 2024 general election. Here's this morning's segment on Talk Back with Chuck Wilder, as broadcast on CRN Digital Talk Radio.
1: Everybody's talking at me. CRN, Digital Talk Radio. Chuck Wilder here, swayed at the network. We're live across America and around the world at crntalk.com. Right now, I want to introduce you to the one and only Frank Savato, executive partner of Compass Point Group, host of the Underground USA podcast. Now, his analysis has been cited by the U.S. House International Relations Committee, has been published by the American Enterprise Institute, the Washington Times, and are internationally syndicated. Frank is the author of six minographs examining the threats facing our country. And he can be heard twice weekly on the Captain's America Third Watch, syndicated nationally on the Salem and Genesis Communication affiliate stations. His website, undergroundusa.com. Once again, he has come above ground poked his head out and is gonna give us some great information how you doing frank mr wilder (laughs) i know i know (laughs) when you you
0: get when you get to be our ages you you don't joke about being underground
1: very much Uh, that's true yeah it's uh i wonder if there'll be an echo echo when you oh that could be a sign (laughs) there you go hey uh uh, I'm going to be checking out uh, your week uh, weekend there, Digest, in just a moment. But uh, very, uh, very interesting and informative uh, story you wrote, uh, report. And it's entitled, The Sacramento Shooting is a Product of Society, Not the Gun Industry. And uh, you say the usual suspects on the left and the far left are once again calling for more unconstitutional restrictions... To be placed on law abiding citizens. You know, if they were showing, uh, if they were throwing spit wads, okay, that's an old term from a long time ago, at each other, they'd probably outlaw those too, you know?
0: Well, I, you have to call a spade a spade. An inanimate object is not a problem. When you have a mass shooting like you had in, uh, in Sacramento or anywhere in the United States, the left always wants to knee jerk go into gun control legislations as if the gun did it by itself. It's just not the truth. Inanimate objects—they're not offensive. They're inanimate. You know, it takes someone with intent to actually use the inanimate object to do what they want to do. It doesn't matter whether it's a gun, a knife, a sword, a rock, a bottle—doesn't matter.
1: Or a car. So,
0: or a car for that for that matter, or fire for that, you know. Uh-huh. So when we hear these shootings come, you can almost you could almost predict who's going to say what because they want to advance an ulterior mode of agenda when it comes to weaponry. They don't believe that the average citizen should have firearms. They don't believe in the Second Amendment. <laughs> but the fact is it's the, when you see these shootings uh, when you see this violence, as you do every night in the streets of Chicago and L.A. and New York, Miami, it's more about the society than it is about the inanimate object. There is someone who owns that trigger pull,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's the person. That's where the problem is. It's not the trigger. It's not the gun. It's not the bullet. It's not the magazine. It's the person pulling the trigger who has such a a limited depth when it comes to conflict resolution, but also just a very low threshold for value of life.
1: You know, and if there's a measurement of that threshold you're talking about, it becomes pretty obvious, and I'm only going to guess that it's about 80 percent, might even be higher, of all the shootings actually involve people that have already had some kind of run-in with the law. Sometimes it, was, it wasn't it was that much, but other times it was. But it's just sort of like, I don't know, maybe some people go in and they get locked up and uh, and all of a sudden that turns them into a mean, mean guy because they've been around criminals. But I think usually what it is, they were already mean. They got locked up and they got out too early and they figured out, hey, you know, that wasn't too bad. I thought I was going to be here for 20 years, you know.
0: No, well, we do have a problem with yeah. with imposing sentences and then not actually following through on enforcing them. Isn't it's that just the like case the...
1: with uh, Sacramento? Wasn't that <clears throat> didn't that tie in with well, that? Yeah one of the bro-
0: one of the brothers uh, was let out way early after he he beat his girlfriend, whipped her with a belt, dragged yeah. her out into the street by her hair. He had a long rap sheet, and he got out way, way early because of, wait for it, COVID.
1: <laughs> COVID, yes.
0: You Man. know, so they, they were saying that they weren't releasing violent criminals. This proves that to be an out now lie.
1: And I believe, was he the one that uh, was sentenced to 10 years in prison?
0: Correct. And he's also, yeah. when he came up for parole, the the district attorney's, or vehement that he not be released because they said he's violent. He's a violent. He's a violent person in jail. He was violent that led him to be in jail. You shouldn't let him out. The parole board let him out anyway.
1: Now you know you're the ever wise guy, okay? And that's not like a wise guy, but uh, let me. No, I, get, I am from I could, Chicago, so yeah. I, yeah. Well, up to date guy, I'll put it that way, okay? Uh, and, I'm, and pardon me for my little tiny brain going fuzzy sometimes, but uh, isn't it now, I don't know if it's uh, all across the United States, but I, I know there's, you know, the way they're changing all these uh, people that come in, you know, and decide, okay, here's the way we're going to treat criminals now and all this stuff, is that now when you're up for early release, the people that, you know, that you murdered their son or daughter or whoever, our husband or wife is not allowed to go in during the hearing, like it used to well, be.
0: I, am going. I'm going to suggest that that's probably state by state because of, yeah. uh, because of the way the penal codes are written and and how most people are prosecuted probably. for yeah. for violent crime. Mm-hmm. But
1: in Illinois, I know that's
0: the case. I'm pretty sure it's the case in California, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's the case in New York. And I think in California
1: now, you get to flip a coin. I, yeah, <laughs> you, you know, know that's, it's, yeah. that's what it's coming down to,
0: whether it's about being yeah. paroled or being prosecuted.
1: Yeah, really. But you know, it just goes to show you, you know, that you know, the criminal, you know, why does the criminal get all the, you know, the, the advantage?
0: As well, we well, yeah, we exist in a society today where everybody has been in. Encouraged to embrace victimhood, you know nobody's done anything wrong. Everybody's got a reason for what they do. If someone goes into a supermarket and wastes twenty-five people, it's because he was brought up wrong. Yeah, you know he wasn't given the love that he needed. This is the the byproduct of the of the low self-esteem era. The the powers that be wanted to instill self-esteem in people, whether they deserved it or not. It wasn't because they achieved something. It's You're supposed to have great self-esteem right out of the box. You know, you, everything you do is great. That's why everybody gets a trophy and nobody loses. We don't right. keep score anymore. And if you don't do it right, you just did it in a different way, and we should applaud you. We don't learn from our mistakes. We don't learn there are consequences for bad actions. And when we get caught doing something, the sentence is, is more lenient than it should be. You get released earlier, and your defense is trying to blame it on society.
1: And I'll tell you, you know, something. This, when they came out at the very beginning, you know, where everybody gets a trophy, yeah. that was such a red flag to me because, and, and I'm sure a lot of people, and there should have been a thing like, no automatically no you can't do that and you know the, when i think about this frank it's like uh i just spent the weekend you know watching a whole bunch of uh world war ii documentaries you know and uh, mm-hmm. uh just for the heck of and i'm i'm really into that and interested in that history and you think about right after world war ii you know the crime rate didn't go up because people said well i have a right to go out and kill somebody because my brother died you know, in IWA or in Normandy Landing or whatever, right? Uh, and but they didn't do that, and they didn't go out and shoot each other like that with kids, and they didn't have uh, a press that wasn't telling you the truth. In your article, you mentioned that the shooting in Sacramento, and I don't think I, I didn't realize there was this many shell casings found at the scene. One hundred, at least one hundred shell. Casings at the scene, and I and I'm am t- telling you when I hear you know somebody got shot coming out of a bar or whatever, you think well it might have been four or five bullets right, but this no, kind of no. tells you these guys were serious about killing people.
0: Well, they they had they were charged with possession of a, of an automatic machine gun. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know so and this is how the the gangbangers roll. They're not you know they're not using derringers. You know, they're not using six shooters. I don't think they said automatic
1: machine gun on day one, did they?
0: No, they didn't. That came out in the investigation.
1: Yeah, Um, you know, I'm gonna
0: and I'll give the Sacramento Police Department props. You know, this information came out fairly quickly, and they didn't make any excuses for it, so they should be commended. Um, but this is the slaughter that we see in the city streets, not just Sacramento, but across the country. I listen to a scanner from time to time in, in, oh, yeah. for the Chicago Police Department on their citywide, and uh, at night after midnight,
1: yeah, and it is a never-ending,
0: yeah. never-ending litany of shot-fired yeah. reports.
1: When you when I saw that in your article about you know you, approximately two a.m. to three a.m. You don't do that when you know you're going to be on Chucky's program because you might be sleepy, right?
0: Well, you know, I I'd like to make sure that I am I am up and awake for yeah. when I when I'm on Mr. But the Wilder's number one
1: thing, the number one thing that you know went through my little tiny brain and then through the exit door, was uh, Are you still living in Florida?
0: Yes, I'm. Mean, I'm in the, I'm in the Panhandle of Florida.
1: So, and it, it's interesting because I used to listen to a radio station when I was in West Texas that was coming out of New Orleans, and I said, "Man, that's amazing!" You know. And I'm wondering now. So the short wave, you get it all the way from Chicago to Florida, but I guess it has to be like early in the morning, which uh, you know, there's something no, about the atmosphere.
0: To to uh, to pat myself on the back for my my technical bona fides. You it's an app batteries. on the cell phone. You what? yeah, it's 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 a scanner app on the cell phone. You can dial in anywhere. I, sometimes I listen to Los Angeles, and it's not not any different than Chicago. So does I listen to New York, it's not any different than Chicago. The cops are out there putting their lives on the line every single day. Yeah. And when you listen to it for just an hour, ah. you look at the people who are saying to fund the police and you want to slap them.
1: I, I saw a video about a year ago where somebody had taped Chicago exactly what you're talking about. And this was just in their room. And they were saying, OK, I've, I've got the recorder going and they're sitting there and they're not showing the person. You, you see the back of the person. That's it. And you just hear it, you know. It's like probably what's going on in the Ukraine right now, you know. Hey, we're going to take a quick break here from Jonathan. We'll wrap this story up, too, because a lot of interesting stuff. But then we'll kind of get into a digest of so many things going on, because uh, Frank Savato's brain is always working, and there's there's so much good stuff coming up, so don't go away. And remember, it is uh, underground, U-N-D-E-R, USA dot undergroundusa.com. I'm Judson Carroll, and I'm an herbalist. I'd like to invite you to listen to my show, the Southern Appalachian Herbs Podcast.
0: It's available wherever you like to listen to podcasts. It's a show with a conservative christian
1: worldview and it's about a lot more than just herbal medicine it's about an independent way of life being more self-reliant less reliant on the government the medical industry the pharmaceutical industry and the supply chain with freedom comes responsibility sometimes that responsibility is putting food on the table other times it's caring for yourself and your family with home remedies so give it a listen i think you'll enjoy it and it may just save your life Everybody's talking at me. CRN, Chuck Wilder here with Frank Savato, executive partner for Compass Point Group, host of the Underground USA podcast, and uh, also heard twice weekly on the Captain America third watch. The third watch. The second watch is when he's listening to the what's going on in Chicago. Yes, I got it. You know, it uh, it is interesting... You know, if you you say something enough, you know, it's it's the old thing about, you know, if you just keep repeating it and repeating it and repeating it, pretty soon people start believing it. And when you say here, let's see if I can find it, uh, the overarching commonality in it all, as they put it, gun crimes, is that there is a human being doing the shooting. Guns don't shoot on their own. But I'm telling you, these politicians especially... The ones that, you know, that hate guns because, you know, they're afraid that if they really wanted to take over, uh, that somebody might put up resistance. That's basically the bottom line on that. But it's it's always, you know, oh, these gun rules, gun rules. Got to get rid of, ban guns, ban guns. You got to start looking into the brain, if there's any there, of the people that are shooting these people with guns. And uh, you, you say we, yeah,
0: it's a society. It's a societal malady. You know, mm-hmm. the, going after the gun manufacturers because someone shot somebody—that's ridiculous. It's it's legal to manufacture and sell firearms if you're licensed in the United States, and that should be left alone. You need to go after the person that is using the gun. Are, when someone gets shot, is it a tra- tragedy? Yeah. Of course it is. It's never a good thing when someone gets shot unless it's a bad guy trying to kill somebody. But you can't say now, you know, he'd used a car to drive to the scene to shoot somebody, so let's sue the car manufacturer, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, litig- litigation doesn't work that way. And as far as the Second Amendment's is concerned, anybody with even an elementary understanding of the U.S. Constitution, understands that it was written to make sure government can't come in and force you to do things that are beyond the limitations of the Constitution. We're well past that, and it it says a lot for what law-abiding citizens feel in their hearts, because we've had the ability to cast off this government for quite a while for the overreach that it's had. And people are instead going towards a, a constitutional convention to have that done. But the reason the framers and the founders wanted you to have firearms is so that if your government becomes oppressive to the point of trying to trying to forcibly imprison you and indenture our society, we have a way to fight back. Now, I was I was mentioning this before before the break.
1: Uh-huh.
0: If you, if you really want to feel what's going on there and, and not put yourself in harm's way by going down into the inner cities overnight, download a scanner app and listen to Chicago Citywide or Los Angeles yeah. Citywide or New York Citywide for just an hour on one Friday night. Yeah. And you'll see exactly why we need, to, we need to back up our law enforcement people. They're running (laughs) non-stop for shots fired, shots fired, automatic weapon fire. They're talking about finding 20, 30, 40 casings, people gathering on street corners at 3 o'clock in the the morning, uh, starting to fight, and then the shots ring out. It's unbelievable the carnage that's happening on our streets, but you don't hear it in the news. You just hear that a cop shot somebody. It's a war zone out there, and and if, if you and don't believe me, I don't want you to take my word for it. Please listen to a scanner one Friday night in Chicago. I won't have to say a word about it. You'll be appalled.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm as a matter telling of fact, you. I, a Matter of fact, I think you can go on Google was, actually, Frank, and you know I think that's where I saw the whole thing. Uh, you can go on Google or DuckDuckGo and and you know just. Search, you know, for Chicago shooting at night. And, I mean, it is really unbelievable. And I'm going to tell you something. uh, Coming up on the bottom of the hour break, when we get back, all right, we're going to talk about perhaps the thing that a lot of people veer away from. Who who are the majority of these people, let's say in Chicago, that are – Involved in about 80% of all of these shootings. Okay, we will not skirt away from that issue with the one and only Frank Savato. And it's uh, undergroundusa.com. Amazing, the bullets are flying and we're talking about getting underground at the safe place. <laughs> there you go. Ties in wonderfully. undergroundusa.com. Mr. Frank Savato, S-A-L-V-A-T-O, executive partner for Compass Point Group. And we shall return, some wise man once said.
0: He calls democracy messy, props up the Chinese Communist Party, praises Xi and his regime, known for violent oppression, invests
1: in Chinese military companies. A defector? No. No. It's BlackRock CEO Larry Fink, the CEO of a major American company who's gone all-in on China. Can he be more anti-American? Larry Fink, BlackRock, taking your money, betting on China. Message paid for by Consumers Research, an independent educational 501c3 nonprofit organization. Log on to www.consumerresearch.org to learn more.
0: Just drink Coke, the road to obesity. At Coke, we say we're woke. We sell drinks, bad
1: as smoke. China is our labor supplier. That drives our stock price even higher. What the world knows today, obesity won't go away. This message was paid for by Consumers Research, a 501c3 educational advocacy group. To learn more, log on to consumersresearch.org. Everybody's talking at me. CRN, Chuck Wilder with Frank Savato. And, uh, you know, as, uh, there was uh, this lady that I'm going to mention here, Heather McDonald, used to be a regular on The George Putnam Show. And, boy, I'm telling you, she writes for the Manhattan Institute. And uh, she did this uh, extensive face-back research into the data that are surrounding violent crimes and uh, all these other things and statistics. And Frank's got a report on this one uh, concerning New York City. Uh, blacks commit about three-quarters of all shooting, even though they're 23% of the population. 23%. Uh, that leaves almost about 80% of... Uh, other ethnicities, doesn't it? What about uh, Chicago?
0: No, well, in Chicago, that kind of percentage is prevalent across the country.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay? So, it's again, it's about a culture thing. It, it's not about the weapon. It's really not even about the location. When you have a high concentration of people, these kinds of percentages play out across the country. So when we look at the common issue here of the person who is pulling the trigger, how have we arrived at a point in time when someone is can so easily pull out a weapon and shoot yeah. somebody? That's the question we should be debating in, in in our society. Government shouldn't be trying to take away weapons from law-abiding citizens. Shouldn't be trying to take away, make it harder for people to go and buy firearms when they're law-abiding citizens, fact is, when you go to places that have uh, concealed carry laws, these kinds of violent crimes have gone down in number, not up. And that tells you that the people who are willing to own that trigger pull for nefarious reasons tend to reserve themselves a little bit when they don't know if they're the only person with a gun in the room. So, yeah, go ahead. You know, we need to address why someone would so easily pull a trigger. Not, we need more legislation to keep guns out of the hands of people who need to defend themselves and their families. That's that's absurd to say that someone uh, a law is going to stop someone who breaks the law for breaking the law. That's the dumbest approach to this that could ever be uttered. Criminals don't obey laws. So why is passing a gun law going to keep them from breaking the law? Yeah, makes no sense. It's about making them understand that pulling the trigger has consequences, both, both, putatively, you, mm-hmm. and ethically.
1: But do you think that a lot of it arises from the fact that perhaps uh, their parent or parent member? Uh, older brother, father, whatever, maybe in some cases even the mother were gang members and it just stays in the family because they that's uh, the way of life for them?
0: Well, it's, it can be a vicious circle. I mean, I'm yeah. not going to claim to be an expert on gang life, but when, you, when it, you're in proximity to it and, and you can get indoctrinated into it because of a brother or sibling, a cousin, a father, a mother, Uh, Chances are you probably will follow in those footsteps, because it is a community. Violent as it is, it is a community, and people tend to belong. They have a feeling of belonging. And when you have a society that is compartmentalized people, when you have politicians who are dividing us by race on the evening news, sometimes you want to feel that you belong to somewhere so this would this would satisfy that urge.
1: Yeah. You know, and when it's you've got tribal, a very
0: tribal yeah. but
1: Yep. I was gonna say when you have a president who's giving drugs to the homeless, you know, I think that's a definitely you just put everything in reverse.
0: I don't I don't think there's a lot of people out there, Chuck, that would disagree with the statement that everything government touches besides the military <laughs> turns to garbage. Yeah. And when we allowed the churches and the benevolent organizations in our communities to actually help people like the homeless, to try and reach out to, to people who were susceptible to gang membership, we did a lot better in stemming the tide of violence and taking care of the downtrodden. Now that governor, the government has said, well, we have to be in control of this, now it's worse than ever even though we're pouring more money into it than we ever have before. Government isn't the answer. Government is the problem. We, we need to get our, our communities back to our community, not Washington, D.C. Our federal government was never supposed to be a centralized government. We are doing central planning now worse than the Soviets ever did, because Congress believes that they are all encompassed with power. It was supposed to be that the states were 50 different entities with 50 different types of existence, so that if you didn't like the laws in one state, you could pick up and go to another. They were 50 different laboratories for society. That was the beauty of the United States of America, with a very quiet, very limited federal government that dealt with interactions between the states. Ever since Wilson... And and FDR tipped this oh, yeah. in and, and LBJ cemented it into into the the sidewalk over at the Chinese theater. That <laughs> the the federal government is now all encompassing in your daily life and it was never supposed to be that way. States have to claw back their power to be able to have their individuality so that their citizens can be individuals again and their communities can thrive. The federal government is the problem when you look at high crime, when you look at homelessness. They enable this stuff to happen where churches and community organizations, and benevolent organizations used to provide solutions to the problem. Yeah. And gun is just one. Gun crime is just one of them. And, and here I am falling into the same problem that I wrote about, Chuck. It's not gun crime. It's the criminal using the gun crime.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I'd like—I'm going to get this out real quick. You say that there are some in the mainstream, and even among those whom I know personally, ask me if my spotlighting of the facts isn't, in fact, an act of racism. And you had a answer for that, didn't you? you said I'll yeah. go so far as to reverse the accusation.
0: <laughs> yeah. If, if you're looking at these statistics that are undeniable. Right. And you're seeing the carnage in the in the streets in these minority communities and you want to play the race blame game for this, then you are the racist because you are affecting evils upon people based on their race. There, there's no worst kind of racism that can be.'t don't, don't shoot the messenger. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to demonize the messenger for calling out what the facts are when it comes to race-based violent crime, then you're part of the problem because you're enabling it to continue.
1: Okay. Hey, uh, Frank, I'll tell you what. I'm going to get to a couple of things you did on uh, over the weekend here in your report, always an excellent one. Uh, Democrats plan to close enthusiasm gap by paying people to nag their friends about politics.
0: You know, Boy, it, I mean, it,
1: it's almost like we could get rich. We hear we hear a lot of nagging about politics, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. There's, you know, the headline begs a begs a chuckle, but the reason I that I I had I had that first was because back in when Obama was running for his second term, right, there was something called the Analyst Institute that came out. It was a project of the AFL CIO. And they used psychological warfare in targeting people individually to nag or or coerce them into voting a certain way. So, and it worked. You know, no one thought Obama was going to get reelected because of Obamacare. We thought he was going to go down in flames, even if we had the milquetoast Mitt Romney running against him. But this is a continuation of that kind of philosophy. Now, instead of using the money and the organization and the emails and the texts to do this, they're enlisting regular rank-and-file Democrats to do the same PSYOP that they did back when Obama was running for his second term. So, yeah, yeah the nagging, you know, it, it, it elicits a smile and a giggle, but it worked last time when it shouldn't have. And when you've got an administration like the Biden-Harris administration running, we're all saying they're going to get slaughtered in 2024. Yeah, That's what we were saying about Obama.
1: Now then, talking about, you know, changing, getting people to vote, uh, apparently it's not working in Pennsylvania because you have a headline, no. Pennsylvania voters convert to Republican from Democrat at record pace. Are they getting paid to convert?
0: yeah no, no <laughs> Republicans don't do that. you know it's the it's the Democrats that actually give everybody five bucks and load them on the bus and ask them to go register. Um, we're seeing a big flip in in Pennsylvania. We saw a dramatic flip in Florida. Florida is now a solid red state just by voter registration. Not by the elections. By voter registration, it's a majority Republican state now. That hasn't happened in a long time. Pennsylvania is going down the same road. And, and these flips in, in demographic, political demographic, have to necessarily be seen as a referendum on what the far left is trying to force upon the people of the United States. People don't like it. They're losing freedom left and right, and they're understanding this, especially after the COVID lockdown that their representative government means nothing and you have a wild west in the executive branch who's just they're they're issuing edicts and and rules and regulations without it going through congress that's not the way the united states works and again and you you hear me talk about this name a lot and these names Woodrow Wilson FDR they they nurtured and expanded the bureaucracy of the executive branch mm-hmm. to the point where now their sycophants in Congress write these laws that are so broad in scope and so general in their in, in what they want to achieve, they leave the minutia of these things to the regulatory agencies and departments to flesh out exactly what the rules and regulations will be. They're not legislated. They're legislated generally, but the regulations are just rules that are put into place by the, de- the departments and the agencies. Congress is not legislating these rules and regulations that these departments and agencies are putting out. People are seeing this, and they're understanding that their form of government is nothing more than a lie right now. We don't have representative government. So they're starting to go towards the people who are shooting up the warning flags on this. That happens to be the Republicans, not the establishment Republicans. Mitch McConnell doesn't want you to change anything in Washington. He wants it to be exactly the same because he's got power and wealth.
1: Yeah,
0: But rank and file Republicans, we're not taking it anymore. And we're starting to call a spade a spade. And when people listen to the to an argument that informs them, rather than just nags like the Democrats want to do for the previous story, they start to understand that they're losing their freedom and that they're oppressed and that they don't have the freedom to do things. So that's why you're seeing this
1: flip. Yeah. It's sort of like uh, the executive order, you know, has yeah. gotten rid of, uh, you know, the way it should be run. And it's like didn't did really that? Yeah. You know. No, he can't do it, but he's getting away with it, you
0: know. Executive orders were supposed to be few and far between. They weren't supposed to be the rule of the day. And and you know, it's a it's a very sticky situation to try and rectify that because there is a separation of powers. But Congress needs to be proactive in reining in the the spendthrift oppressive, overreaching, uh, unwarranted power scheme that is currently being embraced by the executive branch because they're out of control. Wow. Yeah.
1: You know, i got a couple of minutes before the break, and uh, one of your headlines over the weekend, are you ready for this? China makes semi-secret delivery of missiles to Serbia. Uh, Didn't hear too much about that, did we?
0: No, you didn't, because everybody's looking at the bright, shiny thing happening over in Ukraine.
1: Yeah. Uh, let every... We may have to cover it, uh, continue after the break, but go ahead. That's, this is interesting. Yeah.
0: Just because there were countries that, that became individual entities after the Soviet Union broke up doesn't necessarily mean they all jumped into bed with the West. Serbia and China is making inroads in all of these former Soviet nations. They're making inroads in South America, in Africa, in in Asia, and further than what they have, uh, and in Europe. You know, so you've got to pay attention to what's happening in the. So pre-60s. this is part of the Silk
1: Road initiative, then, huh?
0: Well, it's <laughs> uh, it's Kinda. it's a more
1: violent part of the Silk Road. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> yeah. 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 It's a corduroy. What is that word? A corduroy? Yeah. Road. (laughs) Not Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: China is not the friend of anybody. And, And since you had Russia and China standing on the stage hand in hand saying our relationship is stronger than ever, and you see both of those countries coming to the aid of Iran, I think that we've actually seen the definition of what the Axis powers would be if, in fact, we are moving towards a global conflict. And right now, that coin is is twirling in the air. We've got some not-so-bright leaders at the helm in the West uh, that really don't know how to circumvent the aggression that's coming out of Russia and China. And it's only going to get worse before it gets better.
1: All right. Frank Savato, and when we come back, Frank's going to, I'm going to let you pick whichever one of these uh, over-the-weekend reports you'd like to get out there, because there's, oh, there's so much. I mean, there's uranium everywhere. Well, let's see, that's a whole new story, but you have to get into the, get into it. Yes, undergroundusa.com. Frank Savato, S-A-L-V-A-T-O. will be right back. Handcrafted, exotic blend teas at the lowest shipping cost anywhere. Hi, I'm CJ, owner of the Emerald Coast Tea Company. We ship our premium gourmet blends with Sindel, offering you the lowest shipping prices anywhere, while also being carbon neutral. Excellent tea at the right price. Check us out at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mom's tea. Everybody's talking at me. CRN, Chuck Wilder with Frank Savato, and uh, executive partner of Compass Point Group, host of Underground USA podcast. And uh, once again, I'll remind you that you can hear him twice weekly on the Captain's America Third Watch. Uh, what would you like to throw at him now? Because everything you're throwing is a strike. How about that? Well, uh-
0: I'll, I'll touch on a couple things just briefly, and, and I'll I'll weigh in on the uranium tease that you gave before the <laughs> before the break. Uh, a new study out shows that there are elevated levels of uranium in drinking water across the country, and uh, that's not good. U- uranium yeah. uh, u- uranium toxicity leads to a lot of things about diseases like uh, liver disease, kidney disease. Uh, it can settle and turn into radon, so it's a cancer-causing agent. Uh, so, um, understand that. L- get the PDS from your local water authority to see what your levels are of of, of toxic uh, materials in your and your metals in your in your drinking water. And use things like like water filters. I use a Berkey. It's it's beautiful. The water tastes great. It's good for me. What's it uh, called? You a, know, Berkey? A, a Berkey. A Berkey. B e r k e e a uh, oh. very good portable water filter system. It's a, it's By a the way, that uh,
1: uranium also causes cancer, right? Some,
0: Absolutely. Some Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a lot of communities have little, have hot spots of of common maladies when it comes to cancers, thyroid issues, liver issues, kidney issues. And we really shouldn't be ruling out the quality of our water. Um, you know, I could. That's a whole show segment right there. But if you, yeah. you know, if if you're in a, watch out for your water. You know, use the filters that are out there. Um, two stories I want to meld into one. Uh, one happening, I believe it's in New Jersey, and the other one happening in Maryland,
1: mm-hmm. is that
0: pre-K and kindergartners are being taught, and this is through the state education curriculum. About sex education and gender identity. Yeah. This is, this is insane. You know, sex education used to be about procreation, it took place in, in a one semester module in high school. Now we're forcing kids to address this subject every single year that they are in school, beginning with pre K. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. if you don't see something wrong with this, then I've got to question your intellectual stability. Yeah, you know, Children and, need to learn how to critical think. Critical yeah, thinking young, skills need to be honed, not, at this not young the age. constant mm-hmm. pounding.
1: Right. And at their young age, Frank, you know, let them think about Santa Claus one or two more years, Okay.
0: Well, you know, I, I'm all for reality for a child, but when you start thumping on a subject oh. every single week, every single class in every single subject, because math is now about sexuality, because, you know, playground time is about sexuality, uh, history is about sexuality, it, it, that's, it's not the truth. You're polluting the children. You're, you're indoctrinating them into an ideology that you that you want to push. It's wrong.
1: Yeah. It may be uh, even worse than bad stuff in your water, you know. <laughs> I personally <laughs> think <laughs> it is. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Frank, thank you very much. Going to get back to you a little later and uh, enjoy each and every visit. Frank Savato. Thank,
0: thank you, Mr. Wilder.
1: Okay, undergroundusa.com. Thank you, Swade. Thank you for listening. And uh, God bless the United. That would be the United States of America.
0: You're listening to Underground USA. Be sure to like our podcast, leave a comment, sign up for the newsletter so that the silicon valley overlords don't get to interrupt our information flow to you. My name is Frank Salvato. We'll be right back after this. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky in line at the deli, I guess.
0: Ha in my dentist's office.